Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today, it is time for Extreme Rules Predictions, and they are brought to you, of course, by WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is the place to go for all professional wrestling fantasy pick'em contests. The first place prize for the WrestleRumble.com Extreme Rules Pick'em Contest is $500 cash, and the second, third, fourth, and fifth place prizes are all $100 cash. So $500 for first place, $100 for second, third, fourth, and fifth. There's also MVP points on the line. So the MVP contest runs for one full year each year from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, essentially. And the points that you win in the MVP contest just add up over the year, and whoever has the most at the end gets a custom-made belt as well as $1,500 cash. So, huge prizes on the line at Extreme Rules Pick'em Contest, RussellRumble.com. And once again, you can win MVP points and cash. So, definitely check it out. And I will be mentioning Russell Rumble throughout this podcast because I always like to give them as many shout-outs as humanly possible when I'm doing predictions because I want you to do your predictions as well at Russell Rumble. Also keep in mind, I'll mainly just be giving my winners and losers in this prediction, uh, in this podcast for the predictions, but it's on the website for WrestleRumble.com, you're going to see a lot of different questions. It'll be winners and losers, it'll be uh, how they win and lose, it'll be certain things within the matches. For instance, I- I'd imagine questions about tables breaking and how many falls will be in the Iron Man match and those kind of things. Um, so there's a lot of different questions involved at the website. But I like to just give mainly my winners and losers so that you guys can form your own opinions on the rest of the questions on there. And once again, if you're sitting on your couch, just hanging out and you like pro wrestling, obviously WrestleRumble.com is the place to be because you can actually win win real money and real prizes just for watching the shows that you already watch. So definitely check that out and I'll be talking about them a lot more. And their Twitter is at WrestleRumble. Also, I want to give a huge shout out to Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Williamson Brothers Barbecue is the best natural, gluten-free, best-tasting sauce I've ever ate in my life. I'm not kidding. That's not an exaggeration. This stuff's incredible. You can buy it at walmart.com. You just jump in the search tab, type in Williamson Bros. Once again, that's Williamson Bros. And I'm sure you can find them through Williamson Brothers, Willie Bros, a bunch of different word combinations. But Williamson Bros is probably the easiest way to find it at walmart.com you can also go to your local Publix your local Kroger your local Whole Foods once again I mentioned Whole Foods because they are natural ingredients gluten-free healthy stuff and it's delicious they're not in every single location for the places that I just mentioned so you may want to check ahead before you show up if you're looking to buy the sauce specifically but once again walmart.com's got it in their website williamsonbros.com is also a great place to go for not only their sauces, but also their spices, their rubs, and also see where their physical locations are in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So once again, huge, huge, huge shout out to Williamson Brothers Barbecue. You'll be hearing more and more about them uh, throughout more and more episodes. They have come back on as one of my premier sponsors here on the Fight Talk podcast. So definitely check out their sauce. And if you try it, let me know what you think about it, because we could actually use you in some testimonials, some commercials and stuff like that. And I have not heard one bad word about this sauce since they've come on as a sponsor they were a sponsor last year for quite a while we uh came to kind of a a new agreement uh if you will for uh these upcoming episodes and i'm so happy to have them back on so 
Once again, check it out, williamsonbros.com. This stuff is absolutely delicious. It's incredible. And even more importantly, the business is run by nice people. What more can you ask? All right. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen is a USA boxing instructor. He's a cornerman for professional boxers. He's a personal trainer. He helps with MMA fighters. He helps with everybody. Even if you're like me and you just want to lose a couple pounds, he can help you out big time. The best way to get in touch with Brian is to jump on Instagram and follow him at Atlanta Boxing Coach. Once again, that's at Atlanta Boxing Coach, all spelled out as one word. And get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can help you out uh, locally. But if you're not, he can also help you over the internet remotely. So don't hesitate. Get in better shape. Learn how to throw hands. Polish up your boxing skills. Become a better mixed martial artist. Whatever the case is, whatever you're needing, Brian Jensen is the guy for you. And last but never least, I want to give a shout out to my friends at Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is a pro wrestling collectible and memorabilia company that specializes in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. Make sure to check them out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at HL Pro Wrestling. So, let's jump right into Extreme Rules Picks. Alright, where are we going to start here, guys? I didn't realize there was this many, uh, this many matches on the show. This is the first time we're really looking at the card from start to finish. Don't know how long this podcast will run, but we'll just, we'll just, you know, how we always do. We'll just wing it. I'm going to start off with what looks like is on the pre-show. So we're going to start with Andrade Cien Almas taking on Sin Cara. I like this matchup. Um, I mean, obviously I'm going to take Sin, or sorry, jeez. I almost said obviously I'm going to take Sin Cara to win. That'd be a great way to start the predictions off. Obviously I'm going to take Sin Cara to lose to Andrade Cien Almas. Um, Almas has a ton of potential. I thought he was great in NXT. I thought he was a way better NXT champion than anyone really ever expected. And I think that Sin Cara is probably the right person to kind of dip his toes into the main roster against. And I expected it to be a better match than it has any business to be also. I think they're going to go out there with the expectations, the fans' expectations being that it's going to be a squash match. And to an, to an extent, I'm sure it will be for Almas. But... I think the match itself would be better than we expect, and it is on the pre-show, which is a little disappointing, but hopefully they wind up using Almas a lot more and give him a big push after this, but of course I am taking Andrade Sion Almas to win this one. After that on the pre-show, we have the New Day taking on Sanity in a tables match. Looks like it'll be a three-on-three match, all six members of uh, both groups in this one. It's a bummer that it's on the pre-show, not only for the New Day, considering their status as former tag team champions. But Sanity coming up to the main roster, and they should be making a much bigger impact, I feel like. And Well, they're making a big impact, but I figured hopefully it would lead to something more than just the pre-show. But I will say, them having a tables match on the pre-show of Extreme Rules, I mean, it's going to get me pretty hyped up for the show, I feel like. It should be a good match, and it's something that's, you know, between the two pre-show matches I'm mentioning right now, you know, it's actually worth tuning in and watching these matches, I feel like. Sometimes on the pre-shows, they have, you know, kind of throwaway stuff, stuff that doesn't really matter. You don't really need to tune in early before the, the quote-unquote real pay-per-view starts. But that's different on this one. I think it's definitely worth watching New Day versus Sanity. I'm going to take Sanity to win. Same type of reasons kind of as my pick for Almas. You know, they're new. They just got brought up from NXT. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, they just they need to win. And they need to establish themselves as credible, uh, credible heel stable towards the main event or, you know, upper main event, wherever they're kind of slated to be uh, for the foreseeable future. But 
you know, New Day doesn't need the win, and Sanity does. So I'm going to take Sanity to win the tables match. After that, we're going to go with uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Extreme Rules match for the Raw Women's Championship. I'm going to say Alexa Bliss wins this one, uh, mainly because it is an Extreme Rules match. So they're, they're going to have a lot of outs, a lot of different ways uh, for Alexa to beat Nia. This was straight up one-on-one without any stipulations. I think you would have to favor Nia from like a realism standpoint, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, but I, I think Alexa is the right move for champion as of right now. And I do think that Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey at some point in the near future is the right match to do. So I'm going to say Alexa retains her title. And I'm going to say it has to do with some sort of outside shenanigans. Like, I don't think she's even going to be able to just to use weapons or, you know, be crafty or, or clever or whatever in the Extreme Rules match. I think something from the outside is going to help Alexa Bliss win. So I'm going to take Alexa Bliss to retain her championship. After that, I've got Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. Obviously, I'm going to take Strowman in this one. I mean, it's an interesting matchup, and I'm glad that they're doing something with Kevin Owens, something that feels kind of like a main event, you know, feud with Braun Strowman. The big problem is, you know, Strowman won the greatest Royal Rumble. Strowman has money in the bank. Strowman doesn't need anything else. Like, he's already set, ready to go, ready to challenge for the championship. But I feel like what they're trying to do is give Braun, like, the mega, mega push right now, where, like, he's winning everything that matters. So that when he does potentially beat Brock Lesnar for that championship, it kind of feels like we've replaced Brock Lesnar with Braun Strowman. Like we've replaced an unstoppable beast with a new unstoppable monster. So I don't think there's any reason for Strowman to lose. I will say personally, I like Owens better than almost anybody in the entire company. Like Owens is one of my favorite performers in the world in any company. And... I would like to see him win, especially with it being a cage match. Like, if he was able to escape and get, like, a cheap win, like, I'd be okay with that. But I just don't see it happening right now. So I'm going to take Braun Strowman with the win. After that, we got uh, Finn Balor versus Baron... I almost said... <laughs> I almost messed that name up so bad. I got Finn Balor taking on Baron Corbin in a singles match. Constable Corbin, if you will. Um... You know, my heart says Finn Balor is going to win this one. Part of me wants to say Baron Corbin really needs this, but so does Balor to an extent, right? So I'm going to say that Balor wins this one. But I think it's going to be a good match. And I honestly expect it to probably be Baron Corbin's best match of his career. And I don't know if you guys can hear the train in the background that always loves to go by when I record these episodes. Uh, If you heard that, feel free to call me out the next time you see me at a live show, and I'll buy you a cheap beer for the inconvenience. And that way I also know people are listening. (laughs) But uh, that being said, Balor versus Corbin, like I said, it it could potentially be Corbin's best match. And Corbin has looked really, really good, I feel like, since becoming the Constable of Raw, since cutting his hair, the whole deal. I, I feel like Corbin feels fresh, and he seems to be improving. Uh, every week, so good for him. I wouldn't even mind Corbin winning the match, but I really think Balor needs it, and Balor's one of those guys, We obviously I've been saying it, and so many others have as well, he's really, he really should be in the main event scene of Raw or SmackDown, and really should be getting another shot at that Universal title, and I'm sure that day is going to come, like there's no way they're never going to revisit Balor never losing the Universal Championship, but I feel like that time is going to be still a handful of months away. So 
That said, I'm still going to take Balor, but I hope that Corbin has one of the better matches of his career uh, against Balor. Up next, we've got Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE United States Championship. I love this matchup, and there's a lot of cool things they can do kind of with the fallout of this match. So, Hardy, in my opinion, I mean, he's timeless. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The reaction that Hardy can get from the crowd at this point in his career as a singles performer. It's really, really amazing. A very few guys out there, when you really think about it, have been able to do something like this for this long in their career where they can stay this over with the crowd. And Shinsuke, for my money, is still one of the best performers in the company, and he's one of the best heels in the world. Like, I love this matchup, and I love both guys. I wish to God Jeff Hardy would, would be able to figure out that, uh, that twist of fate that he does. Because I complain about it all the time. I don't know if I've ever complained about it on the podcast or not. I'm always on Twitter complaining about it. But when Matt Hardy does the twist of fate, he always lands flat back like he's gonna like he's doing like a diamond cutter, for instance. Whereas Jeff Hardy switches it. He'll go flat back and he'll also go like ass down like he's doing a stunner. But I feel like his opponents are never clued in on which one he's using. So half the time he spins around, drops on his ass like a stunner, and they take a face plant like they're taking a diamond cutter where they should be landing on his shoulder. And and that happens vice versa as well, where they'll, like Eric Young, for instance. Hardy went flat back on Eric Young. Eric Young tried to sell it like a stunner. You know what I mean? Like, those kind of things. Like, it needs to be fixed, or he should really not do the move because it looks really, really bad when it gets botched. And it's always the lead into a much better move anyway. I mean, he's just doing it to set up the swanton anyways. So, you can really do anything to put him on the ground before he does the swanton. So, I don't know why he keeps doing something that just consistently gets botched. But, that all being said, that's my only gripe with Jeff Hardy in any way, shape, or form. Other than, you know, his personal issues, which I actually give him a lot of slack for. Because I, I can somewhat relate to the kind of issues he has. So, I, I, I get... I'm not saying from, like, a drug-using standpoint. But from, like, you know, dealing with stuff and coping with things and... I guess I give Hardy a little bit longer of a of a leash there, but I think the match itself is going to be really, really, really good. This could potentially steal the show, and I think it's the right move to put the belt on Shinsuke. I feel like you have to put the belt on Shinsuke, as a matter of fact, because he tried over and over again to win the WWE title from AJ Styles, and he came up short every time, and if they're going to use him as a top heel... What better way than to give him, I mean, other than the WWE title, what better way to give him, you know, than the United States Championship? He's a guy who claims he can't speak English as, like, a heel kind of character thing. And I think it'd be great because he'd be the one representing the United States, but wouldn't, we'd be, like, anti-United States. And I like, I like that idea. I even would like to see him do United States Open Challenges as a heel. I think that'd be great. I don't think we've really seen that before. And if we have, it was really short-lived. And uh, Jeff Hardy, like I said, he's so over that they could put him right into the WWE title picture after a loss to Shinsuke, especially depending on how it happens. Like, if Nakamura, you know, punches him in the dick like he likes to do so often, like, if he did, if he does that, like, he punches Hardy in the dick, hits him with a Kinshasa, one, two, three, Hardy still has kind of the out of not being beaten clean, and then he can just move on to bigger things. So I think there's going to be, I think not only will it be a great match, I think there's going to be great things coming for both guys afterwards. But 
that's pretty much contingent on Nakamura winning the match. So I am going to take Shinsuke Nakamura to become the new U.S. champion. Up next, we've got Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre taking on Seth Rollins in a 30-minute Ironman match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. This match, talk about another match that could steal the show. Honestly, this is pro- this is probably the best match of the night right here. And Ziggler is IC champion. I've really liked it so far. McIntyre being his kind of di- the diesel to his Shawn Michaels, you know, I like that. Um, at some point, there's going to be a turn between those two guys and there's going to be a feud and I'm looking forward to that as well. I think McIntyre versus Ziggler is going to be really fantastic. Rollins versus Ziggler. Once again, I think it's going to be fantastic. My heart is telling me that that Rollins is going to get the belt back, but I really, really hope that Rollins is in the main event picture for the universal championship very soon. He really should be. He's having the consistently the best matches on raw week after week. Monday Night Rollins is no joke. Like that's really how I feel about the show. He, I mean, he's the centerpiece of Raw at the moment. I will say it would be cool though. I, it's highly doubtful, but it would be cool if Rollins regained the IC Championship and then wound up defending it in a champion versus champion match against Brock Lesnar or against whoever the Universal Champion, excuse me, is at the time. Uh, similar to when Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior wrestled the main event of WrestleMania and both titles were on the line, Ultimate Warrior as the IC champion won the WWF title, which I would love to see the same thing happen with Rollins, where not only would it elevate the Intercontinental Championship to be on a much closer level to the Universal title, but then he could, you know, he could relinquish the IC title, he can continue his run as Universal Champion, if you if you were to win the title, and then you'd have some sort of cool tournament, something or other, to crown a new champion for the IC belt, and the IC belt at that point would have more credibility than it did before because the former champion is now the the main champion. If that all makes sense, you know, with this being an Iron Man match, like I really want to say Rollins is going to take this one. My my only line of thinking has to do with what I just said, where like. I would love to see Rollins win the IC title and then challenge for the Universal title. I just don't see it happening that way. And I feel like there's a really big reason and a good reason as to why Ziggler won the IC title from Rollins a few weeks ago to begin with. I just don't see him winning it back so soon. I don't see the need for it. And I also want to mention, you can't forget, Rollins is the same guy who held the United States Championship and the WWE Championship at the same time at one point also. So, you really can't rule it out. This one is really, really difficult for me to predict. Um, man. With McIntyre being a factor, and Iron Man matches, you know, there's a... I'm, I'm afraid of them hurting Rollins' momentum, though, with more losses. I really am. And there's also the chance that McIntyre turns on Ziggler, I guess. Damn, you know what? I'm going to take Seth Rollins. I'm going to say Rollins gets the belt back. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I hope they go the route that I was just saying. But I feel like too many losses for Rollins hurts his stock going into the Universal title picture. So I think he needs the title back. I think he needs the big wins. So I'm going to say Seth Rollins gets the win in the 30-minute Ironman match. Um, after that, we got Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. 
I actually love this matchup, and I've, I've actually really loved this feud. I think it's done really good things for both guys. It's made Roman seem a lot more natural, uh, you know, the way that he speaks, the way that he interacts. I think that it's a really good uh, story. It's a good feud. It makes sense. It seems like an athletic competition. What I love about it so much is you have Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, these two big athletic dudes who want to prove to the other that they are the supreme, dominant, you know, headline, main event act of the show. Each guy is, is trying to make sure that the other guy knows that he's the dominant of the two. And it's going to make for a hard-hitting, fast-paced, well, I shouldn't say fast-paced, but hard-hitting. There should be some fast-paced action at points. And, you know, I, I think it's I think it's really helped out both guys a lot. And Bobby Lashley was really shredding water there. He was really shredding water uh, before this feud. The stuff with Sami Zayn I thought was ridiculous. Uh, pretty much everything he's done up to this point since returning to the, to the WWE, I thought that they were just making wrong move after wrong move with Lashley. But this feud has gotten me excited. I think it's going to be a really good match. I do think Roman Reigns will win with the spear, one, two, three. But what I like so much about it is, you know, they're trying to establish dominance over the other. But on top of that, there's a bigger prize at the end. The winner, I'm sure, will be the number one contender for the Universal Championship. Do I want to see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again? Hell no. Hell no times a trillion. I have no interest in that. But we're doing predictions here, and I I just, I see Roman Reigns beating Bobby Lashley. I think it'd be fresh and interesting if Lashley were to win and then challenge Brock, because it's obviously something different. I just don't see them pulling the plug on Roman, and I think they're going to just continue to go the way they're going with it and I will say this, though. This feud has helped Roman a lot. So the big test is going to be if and when he defeats Lashley, can he can can he carry that momentum and continue kind of the positive moves he's made with the crowd beyond this match with Bobby? Because in my opinion, you know, let's say Roman wins and the crowd's actually cheering him. And, like, Vince is sitting there going, like, wow, it's working. Like, it's actually working. It's finally working. Everyone's kind of getting on the same page with Roman Reigns. This is great. The second he's in the ring with, with Brock Lesnar again, it's going to be right back to them booing both guys. So I just hope they don't undo any progress that they're going to make during this uh, this feud with Bobby. But as far as predictions go, I, I cannot choose against Roman Reigns in this one, so I am going to pick him to win. After that, we got the Bludgeon Brothers taking on Team Hell No for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's a shame that this match is happening when it is because I feel like the Bludgeon Brothers have done a really good job becoming the champions. I've liked their push. I've liked uh, what they do in the ring, their matches. But once again, when I was saying hell no over and over and over again to what I was just talking about, Team Hell No, Daniel Bryan and Kane recently uh, reunited on SmackDown. I don't see there's any chance in hell of Team Hell No losing their return match. So I think Team Hell No is going to be the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And we'll see where the the two of them go from here. You know, Daniel Bryan has not re-signed with the WWE up to this point, to my knowledge. And I believe his contract ends the first day of September. But he could still definitely re-sign between now and then. But I feel like they're doing this with Daniel Bryan and Kane. 
to give Daniel Bryan something to do that the fans are going to really enjoy without actually having to put him in a serious main event title picture or anything at the moment because they might be a little hesitant to since he has not re-signed once again to my knowledge at the time of this recording which is uh July the 14th so um I don't know I don't know but I, I like I like that they're doing this and obviously I think that the big money match probably at WrestleMania of next year is Daniel Bryan versus The Miz if Daniel Bryan's still there and I'd imagine he'd stick around at least for that um but I want to give credit to Harper and Rowan as well because the Bludgeon Brothers have done really good stuff with what they've been given since they came back. And uh, I just don't see the Bludgeon Brothers having a chance in this one. I think it'll be a good match. I think they'll probably beat up Daniel Bryan a whole lot. Hot tag to Kane. Kane will probably clear house. Daniel Bryan will probably be the one to get like, the decisive you know, submission or, or pinfall victory over the Bludgeon Brothers. And I do expect Team Hell No to be the WWE Tag Team Champions going forward. They would be SmackDown Tag Team Champions, if I uh, didn't mention. Got to make sure I differentiate, considering there are a trillion belts, and I think there's going to be more coming soon. But, man, there's a lot of belts in the WWE. Speaking of more belts, up next we got Carmella versus Asuka in a singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. James Ellsworth will be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. I always think the shark cage thing is pretty stupid. Um... But, you know, we've seen it throughout the years. We saw James Elring in a, in a shark cage in NXT. We saw uh, Enzo Amore in a shark cage uh, not too long ago. I think Jericho was in one not that long ago also. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I, I keep picking Asuka. When she wrestles Charmella, when she wrestles Charmella, <laughs> Charmella, she wrestles Carmella. It's just one of those things like Ellsworth being in the shark cage. Is he going to be able to still help Carmella? You know, probably. Is there more people that might come out and help Carmella? Like, does Carmella have a few more people, you know, some more tricks up her sleeve? I don't know. I don't know if this match is no DQ. I don't think that it is, uh, based on the, the rules I'm seeing here. I think it's just a normal singles match. So if Ellsworth did get involved or anyone else did get involved and the referee saw it, it should be a DQ, uh, which is possible. Maybe that's the route they go to, to continue Carmelo's reign. I just My thing is, you know, if they don't give the belt to Asuka, for one, what do you do with her? You know, what do you do with her? Just have her keep beating everybody else, but she can't beat Carmella, who you know, technically speaking, is is not a very good in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I dislike Carmella or that she shouldn't be champion or anything like that, but there's a clear difference in levels between what Asuka does in the ring and what Carmella does in the ring. And as a matter of fact, Carmella's one of the, you know, she's one of the worst of the group, you know, of, of all the women that are actually on the main roster. If you're looking at, like, actual in-ring talent, Carmella is way down on the list. But she has a good character, and, you know, I'm not saying she shouldn't be the champion. I'm just, you know, I think you guys understand what I'm saying here. It's just, you know, Carmella, Carmella needs the belt way more than the belt needs Carmella. And Oscar really needs the belt because that's kind of what her, her character caters to. The only other out, you know, you got Charlotte Flair kind of looming. Uh, she's recovering from some, uh, I think some like dental stuff. I could be wrong. It could be more than that, but. At some point, they're going to have to get to Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. But you have, I mean, close to a year to get there. I think that Asuka 
should probably probably be the champion. And there's more they can do with Carmella and James Ellsworth, even with her not having the championship. So I'm going to say Asuka wins the belt here because if she doesn't, then there's just, it's almost like Shinsuke, like, but the difference being there's no, there's no title for Asuka to fall back on. Like Shinsuke has the U.S. championship that he could potentially win and kind of, kind of, you know, I don't want to say go back, you know, break even because that isn't what's happening because the WWE title should be more valuable. But, you know, you guys know what I mean. Like, even though Nakamura lost all those world title matches, he could still win the U.S. title. And then it's like, oh, cool. Well, he's right back in the mix. He's he's got something big to do. Asuka doesn't have that option. Like, if she loses this match, it's just mid-card and lower-card hell for her, really, because there's really nothing else she can be fighting for. And if she's lost these many, this many championship matches, there's no reason to give her another one. She's going to have to win for another, you know, two, three years straight again for it to for anyone to care. So I'm going to say Asuka wins, because I think she really needs it. After that, we got Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt taking on the B-team for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I like this matchup a lot, and I think the B-team has done really, really well since The Miz went to SmackDown. Speaking of The Miz, he's not on the show. Uh, I believe he had, uh, I can't remember what it was, but some sort of media, something or other overlapped. So, he will not be on the show, at least to my knowledge. He's definitely not wrestling on it, uh, per the card in front of me. That being said, you know, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, there's a lot more they can do with them. I was hoping since this was Extreme Rules that they would do another like final deletion type thing between the B team and the and uh, Wyatt and Hardy. That's not what we're getting tonight or uh, tomorrow night it looks like, but maybe in the future because it, it made perfect sense, right? With like Dallas and Axel uh, mocking and parodying Hardy and Wyatt, I felt like it was perfect. Like, okay, well, you guys want to, you know, try to be like us then come to our compound and get deleted, you know what I mean? Like, it's whatever. But I think I think there's still a chance in the future that we will see a match like that between these two teams. As much as I'd like to see the B team get a bigger push, I'd also like to see them maybe get added to the Woken Universe. Once again, Not with another final deletion or not, I feel like it'd be cool if Dallas and Axel joined Hardy and Wyatt, and they kept kind of building the Woken universe even more. Because if the B team lose this match, I don't really know where you go from there with these guys. So <clears throat> I'm going to say that Hardy and Wyatt retain. I like that Wyatt's doing this stuff in the Woken universe. Give them something to do. I was so high on Wyatt for years, and he kept losing the big matches when it mattered like 90% of the time. So I'm glad there's something new going on with them, and it's cool to see Matt Hardy with this, you know, re reinvigorated, you know, kind of resurgence in his career. So I'm going to say Hardy and Wyatt retain their belts, and I'm hoping that the B team joins them at some point in the future afterwards. The last match I've got here is the WWE Championship match between AJ Styles and Rusev. This is a singles match. I wish there was a stipulation for this one, considering that it is Extreme Rules pay-per-view, but, you know, it is what it is. We got plenty of other match stipulations throughout the show. The WWE title, you know, there's a lot of fans that are really happy about Rusev being in this match. I'm cool with it, too. Like, I, I like that it's something different, it's something fresh, it's something new. 
But I'm not one of those people that thinks Rusev Day is the greatest thing ever. I'm not one of those people that even thinks that Rusev is, is that great. I'm sorry. Like I like I like him. I think he's good, but I think he's a bit overhyped. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Not saying he sucks by any means. I'm just saying I don't see what other people are seeing with the guy. So I'm not saying he, he will never be WWE champion. I just don't think there's any way he beats AJ Styles for the belt at Extreme Rules this year. I just do not see that happening. AJ, in my opinion, I've said it a thousand times on this show. In my opinion, he's probably the best pro wrestler in the world in any company. You can put him in WWE. You can put him back in TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever. You can put him back in New Japan. You can put him back in Ring of Honor. You can throw him on PWG. You can throw him on any independent show in the country. And he can have the best match on any show that he's on. And he's good on the microphone. He's got a good look. The fans like him. He's credible. He's been around forever. He caters to the children. He caters to the longtime hardcore fans. He caters to everybody. AJ Styles is an all-around win for the WWE. And him as the champion is a great move. So I think that he will continue his title reign. And AJ Styles should hopefully get this win. But I think that it will be the best match Rusev has ever had. I really do. I think Rusev, I think, and I'm hoping that I come out of this match really seeing more of what other people see in Rusev. And if anybody can do it, that man is AJ. That man is AJ Styles. I like how I messed up, like mumbled and stuttered right at the end there. That that would have been a pretty good little outro, but it is what it is. It's the Fight Talk podcast. It's completely unedited. And you get exactly what I say into this microphone from my little studio here in Nashville, Tennessee. So. That's going to be my predictions for Extreme Rules. Make sure you make your picks as well at WrestleRumble.com. Once again, that is WrestleRumble.com. Check them out on Twitter, at WrestleRumble. The top prize for the Extreme Rules Pick'em Contest is $500 cash. That's dollars $500 cash. Second, third, fourth, and fifth all get $100 cash. One zero zero. It's a lot of cash for just predicting professional wrestling from your couch. So... There it is. Also, want to make sure to give a quick shout out to Heroes and Legends. Make sure you check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HL Pro Wrestling. Make sure to check out Brian Jensen, the boxing coach at Atlanta Boxing Coach on Instagram. And also, make sure to jump on WilliamsonBros.com and also on Walmart.com. Type in Williamson Bros in the search tab. Get the best sauce I've ever had in my life. You can also find them in Whole Foods, Publix, Kroger, a whole bunch of different places. All natural, gluten-free ingredients, and this stuff is absolutely delicious. I cannot stress it enough. It's actually, it's very fairly priced, and once again, Williamson Brothers is run by very nice people, so check them out, support them. They're local business, and you know, as far as, you know, if you're from the Atlanta, Georgia area, they're local. They're local from the sense of being like a southeast regional thing, they're, but they're country nationwide. You can buy it. They'll ship it anywhere. I cannot say enough good things. Williamson Brothers Barbecue is the absolute best. So please, please try it. Check it out. And let me know what you think about it. Or if you like this podcast, make sure you're subscribing to the episodes. Make sure you download the episodes that you like. And make sure to leave me a five-star rating and a review. A rating and a review helps the podcast out a lot. And by helps out doesn't mean it pays me anything, of course. That's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is so that We have more ratings, more reviews, so when other people search for pro wrestling and MMA-related podcasts, it's more likely that this show will pop up on their feed. That simple. Helps us uh, grow our little community of fans, so 
please do that. And it takes like literally not even a minute to jump on there, pop on a five-star rating and write a little review. doesn't even matter what you write for the review. But legitimate feedback is, is honestly appreciated. Also, please make sure you're following me on Twitter. My Twitter is at FightTalk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I have a Facebook group as well to search Fight Talk Podcast. My Twitch channel, I'm on there all the time now. I'm always talking UFC, MMA, pro wrestling. I'm playing EA Sports UFC 3 online, WWE 2K18, Fortnite Battle Royal, NBA Jam online. Got a whole bunch of different stuff I play. Football season coming around. We'll be playing some Madden, some Mutant Football League. Real good stuff. So make sure you check out my Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. If you subscribe to my channel, that is so appreciated because I do get a little kickback from that. If you have Amazon Prime, you can link it to your Twitch. Get Twitch Prime for free. And if you subscribe to my channel uh, with your free Twitch Prime subscription, I still get paid even though it costs you nothing to do as an Amazon Prime member. So please check that out. Please subscribe. If you can't subscribe, please follow because that still helps me as well. And I accept donations on there too. So the Twitch channel is really cool. I've really enjoyed it. And I really hope that you guys check it out if you're into video games and into this kind of content. Also, make sure to check out whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, anything you can think of, uh, different designs, all that good stuff. And any money I make on that website goes right back into the podcast and into the Twitch channel. So not only do you help me out and help the other fans out, but you get yourself a cool t-shirt or tank top or hoodie or whatever you want that you can wrap around town and let other people know that you're a fan of uh, professional wrestling, that you're a fan of uh, mixed martial arts, and that you're a fan of podcasts. So if you want to go out and represent me, represent the other fans out there, represent yourself, jump on whatamaneuver.net and grab some Fight Talk podcast merchandise. So with that all being said, you know, I think that's it. Um, Always make sure to check out my MMA news articles over at MMAonPoint.com and make sure to check out the YouTube channel, YouTube.com uh, slash MMAonPoint. I do not make the videos for that channel, but I do write the news articles and I do run their social media for the Instagram, their Facebook, and their Twitter. So make sure you're checking out all those platforms. Help me out and help out MMA on Point because they're awesome people. They've helped me out a ton by bringing me on. And the, the um, actual content is 100% top, top, top quality. Even my dad, who's not even a fan of MMA, texted me this morning, I kid you not, and said, hey, I just watched uh, MMA on Point's video about the freak fights in MMA. And he's like, it was really, really good. And this is somebody who doesn't even like MMA or like pro wrestling, but he likes to keep up with what I do because, you know, because I'm his son and, you know, he wants to support me, which I very much appreciate. So if he's liking the videos... You'll love the videos if you're a fan of this stuff. So once again, that's MMA on point. Uh, I do not know when I'll be back next. It'll be really, really soon. Uh, sometime next week. I know, once again, obviously we have Extreme Rules. And then there's some UFC shows coming up. Uh, I do have another pro wrestling interview coming up this week as well. Talking more Dojo Pro probably. If you don't know about Dojo Pro, check out this podcast feed. I've finally been able to talk about that, which has felt great. And I will be doing more interviews with more independent pro wrestlers. I have a couple that are actually ready to go, but I'm waiting to release them. But check them out. Make sure you're uh, subscribed because that way you'll know when they uh, when they release. So once again, I've been Steven Jensen. You've been listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Thank you so much, so much for hanging out today, and I'll be back soon. Hey,